right, well, hello there. This is Elise. And Dan. And we're here with Momentum Strength and Wellness. And we taped a segment not too long ago in regards to our seven daily habits that we cultivated in our coaching practice. And we received a question about it. And one of the habits that we coach people on is sleep and the importance of getting great quality sleep at night. And the question, I'm gonna actually read the question that we received so there's some context for everyone. But it says, hi, Elise and Dan. I listened to your talk on the seven daily habits. I agree with you, but my routine makes it almost impossible to get eight hours of sleep. Is there a way out? What should I do? So this is, I will say, one of our most asked questions. We get asked a lot of questions and sleep is very difficult to cultivate a nightly routine that allows you to get quality sleep. Yeah, this is, this is such a good question. Um, such a good question. Every, it's tackles, it really tackles everybody. Yeah, it really, yeah, sleep's such, a, such an important part of everybody's life. And we personally, Dan and I, have had to work on this over the past couple years because our schedules are very demanding. You know, we don't have a typical nine to five job. We're building a business. So we are, com we're completely, we could completely not sleep and right. <laughs> work for 24 hours a day with maybe some meals here and there. So it is, um, it is important to understand that you are, you are not alone with understanding yeah. that eight hours can, can be challenging. So mm -hmm. yeah, and that's sort of the point of this whole list. It's like, you don't have to do them right away. It's about creating habits and kind of doing it over time. So if it's, a, you know, you get a little better and a little better, you're building momentum and that's sort of the whole point. Um, but the other thing I really want to reiterate is the, the sort of the mindset that goes into this where if you're building it up as something that's going to be detrimental. Like if you're like, I want to get eight hours of sleep, I can only get six oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to die. This is terrible. Then that's what's going to happen. Yes. I think, you know, one of our kind of catchphrases in, in addition to, you know, keep building momentum, the little steps forward that are going to build those healthy habits. It's also cultivating a momentum mindset. And just like Dan is saying, if you're almost setting yourself up saying, uh Oh, I'm not getting eight hours of sleep it's gonna be really unhealthy for me, then it is. Like attracts like. So when you're thinking bad thoughts, whether it be in regards to sleep or your weight or a relationship with another person, if it's in turmoil, those thoughts are gonna perpetually bring you the like thoughts that you're thinking. So exactly like Dan saying, if you can't get eight hours, it's okay. Do not worry about it right now. <laughs> we'll give you some tools and tricks to kind of aid in this, but also know that if you're getting at least, you know, six or seven hours of sleep and your mental state, that mindset is okay, I am getting as much sleep as possible and it's gonna be amazing and I'm gonna wake up refreshed, encouraged with energy the next day. Those happy thoughts, those positive thoughts are gonna reinforce your steady sleep state. You have to free frame your mindset just understanding that thoughts are your teachers. So 
Think positively about sleep no matter how many hours you're getting and you're already a step ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. It makes a huge difference. Uh, yeah, let's get into, I guess, some yeah. more tips for kind of optimizing the sleep you can get. So if you're, if you can't get eight and maybe like Lisa said, you're only getting six, let's make that six hours the best possible sleep that you can get. Yes, and I will say we're kind, we weren't given a bunch of context in regards to this question. So we're, we're kind of making it up mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> because we're, we're going through the scenarios that we've dealt with ourselves as well as our clients. So if for some reason we don't answer your question and you have more, just simply ask again yeah. and, and we'll build upon that. Yeah. Or if this brings up more questions, feel free to ask those as well. Um, but like I said, let's start talking about, ways to make the most out of your sleep no matter how long it is how long it's for and i think the first thing is sort of making sure that your your bedroom the place where you're sleeping is a great environment for sleep yes your bedroom this this took me a really yeah. long time to wrap my head around like your bedroom is to get changed in, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the majority of people have closets in their room, so they have to, you know, get up and get dressed mm -hmm. and get ready, put their jewelry on for women or, or men too. Um, it's for sleeping and making love. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. is it. Yeah, there's two things you do in your bed. Yes, sleep and make love. And not to say that yeah. you don't make love at other portions yeah. of the house, but you, that's what the bedroom is for. But especially in today's modern world, we've got TVs, we've mm -hmm. got iPads and phones in our bedroom. Yeah. People love to eat in their bed. Yeah. A lot of people working from home. Yes. Might stay in bed. And it's just, it throws your thought process, right? That mental construct of what a bedroom is intended to be. Because now your mind's thinking, oh, well, I can eat in bed. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can watch TV I can in bed. entertain myself. So when you're trying to go to sleep and get that optimal amount of hours a night, if your brain's thinking, well, I could be eating right now mm -hmm. or I could be watching a TV show, you're not getting that deep quality thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So what you want to, you want to train your body so that when you get into bed, you're, you're immediately thinking, okay, fall asleep. And that's by only sleeping in bed. So if you, like, like Lisa's saying, if you're, if you're laying in bed watching TV, especially during the day or yeah, right before sleep is never going to help. If you're doing work, then all of a sudden, then you're, that can become a stressful place. If you, if your brain starts to associate your bed with work or with whatever TV show you're watching, it can be, it's going to be stressful or exciting. And all you want is the association to be with tired and falling asleep. So if you can make that like really like a sacred place, make your bedroom, you want your bedroom to be as dark as possible, as cool as, not necessarily as cool as possible, but you know, somewhere around the, that's sort of 67 degrees. Um, you don't want to be hot laying in bed. Like nobody falls asleep while they're like sweating. So having a dark, a dark, cool room that you use for sleeping and only for sleeping and take all the other stuff out, get the TV out of the room or just don't ever put it on, you know, keep your, you know, your work computer or even your phone. If you can just get like an alarm clock and not your phone so you're not triggered to 
want to pick it up and start scrolling through Instagram or reading emails when you're in bed and keep that place sacred. And that way, as you, when you, like I said, when you get into bed, you're going to be almost setting yourself up for falling asleep. Yeah, you're telling your body, oh, it's time for bed. Yes. It recognizes that the bed is for sleep. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of tacking right onto that same concept, another thing that's really, really useful is to create a bedtime routine. So ideally, like what we like to do is like after dinner, basically we turn off the lights, we make sure we have blue blocking glasses on, um, we have just a salt lamp, so it's like a kind of a nice warm, um, warm air, not really bright lights that are going to simulate sunlight. We close the curtains. We do everything to kind of set ourselves up to start getting tired. So having that time, so you're not eating right before, you're not stimulating your mind right before bed, um, you're not you're not doing things that are going to excite you or like agitate you. You're just getting in the rhythm is where it's like, okay, like dinner's over. Now it's sort of this cool down period, getting ready for bed. And whatever it is, like whatever you can sort of find that's going to help. You know, for some people it could be like making like a nice cup of like chamomile tea or something like that. It could be reading a book, which is going to be a lot less stimulating than the television. We'll kind of get back to the blue light kind of thing a little later. But yeah, just sort of easing into the, easing into the night, getting ready for sleep. So I want to acknowledge, like, like we said before, we don't, we're not really sure where this question's coming from. Most likely there's something stressful going on right before bed, probably working really late or getting up really early or both. Or this, I mean, it could be a woman who wrote in and she maybe just had a baby or like a dad, a new dad. Like yeah. it, it, there's so many different scenarios. So we understand yeah. that, so, yeah. that that's, yeah, we want to preface that we say eight hours of quality sleep, but if you're getting mm-hmm. six and a half, seven, you know, that's better than four, yeah. right? So, so think of it that way, you know, eight hours is optimal, but just as Dan said at the beginning, do not beat yourself up with those negative thoughts that, oh, I'm not getting eight hours of sleep, so I'm not going to get the best mm-hmm. health. That's going to be worse for you. Be really excited that you can get six and yes. a half or seven hours. Like, yeah, heck yeah. Like yep. put your hands up clap yourself like that, that that's great make sure that you put your mindset into whatever sleep I get whether it's you know six or seven hour it's going mm-hmm. to be perfect for me at this time and then if maybe a day or two whether it be on the weekends or you know whatever one day during the week you can get eight hours or even nine hours that's awesome too mm-hmm. I definitely sleep longer than eight hours sometimes if if my schedule permits it. Yeah, so you're just listening to your body. Listening to your doing body. What you can. Absolutely. For this, I just kind of thought of this, but for a very long time, people used to get up in the middle of the night. It was a, it was a very common occurrence for years, for most of human history, especially in like sort of like the winter months when it's darker, because people you know didn't have electricity, didn't have light. So it would be like going to bed when the sun went down, sleeping for five to six hours, and then if you naturally wake up getting up and doing some work at can- by candlelight. Which might sound kind of crazy and counterintuitive, but maybe working from like midnight until two in the morning and then going back to sleep and getting more. So it can be broken up. Um, I, I'm only saying this because it's a matter of creating a system that works for you. 
is not about doing what's perfect or what somebody else says is right. Exactly. This person who wrote it might work like a night shift and need to exactly. work, and need to sleep during the day. That's all right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or taking naps and maybe like if you sleep for five hours, but then later on you can sleep for another another hour or two and take a nap. Do that. Like find find a way to find a way to get the most out of your sleep that fits your schedule and fits your life. Yeah, it's not lazy to take a nap if you're only getting a short amount right. of sleep in the middle of the night. That's that's okay, like Dan's saying. Everybody's unique, every situation is unique, and only you are gonna know what's gonna fit into your schedule. Yeah. So I wanna talk a little bit about like the circadian rhythm. Yes, this is really, really important and something that we found very beneficial when we started understanding mm-hmm. sunrises, sunsets, and how important vitamin D and really the sun is. Yeah. So that's what the explain yeah, what the circadian yeah. so rhythm the is. Circadian rhythm is sort of like the the twenty four hour clock in your head. So getting getting your body to respond naturally to a cycle, just like the sun rises and sets, and it works best when you're gonna do it sort of in alignment with the sun. Um, so like I said before, sort of like the natural way of sleeping for a long time would be going to sleep when the sun sets, waking up as the sun is rising. And something that really helps with this, if we kind of work backwards from, from the beginning of the clock, the beginning of the clock is actually when you get up. So the sooner, earlier in the day you're able to get the sun in your eyes, that's what's gonna start this, this clock. So really the best way is if you can get outside in the morning and watch the sunrise, preferably with your bare feet on the ground, your body is going to naturally tune itself to the cycle of the sun. Because 12 out, like from the first moment that you see the sun, you start a clock where 12 hours later, your body is going to start producing melatonin, which helps sleep. So that's gonna set you up for 12 hours after you see the sun, your body is going to start getting tired. So leaning into that, that rhythm is great. So make, trying to have as regular a schedule as possible, mm-hmm. where you wake up at the same time and go to sleep at the same time, and then try to see the sun outside, not through a window, it has to be out, outdoors, but seeing a sun as early in the day as you can is going to, like I said, start this clock and get you ready to fall asleep. Absolutely. And I do want to just jump in. And obviously, we're Dan's providing a best case scenario <laughs> of going outside and putting your feet on the ground. You know, if you can do that, amazing. Again, if you can't, it's okay. We yes. don't want you to think that, oh, I don't have my bare feet, so this isn't going to work. No, no, no. If you have shoes, if you're walking to work or your car, like to get to work, mm-hmm. you know, just take, you know, two to five minutes to kind of, you know, you can recite some affirmations. You can just uh, project, you know, happy thoughts on what is to come during the day. And by look at the sun, we don't want you to necessarily stare at the mm-hmm. sun because it is it does hurt your eyes, right? You just want to have your eyes open with the sunlight on them because that sunlight does penetrate your pupils and your eyeballs. And just because how intelligent our bodies are, like Dan said, it starts that clock Mm -hmm. internally. 
Do I know exactly how it works? No, yeah. but we know it works because of the intelligence of our body. And we just are primitive, you know, human yeah. beings that we were designed this way. So again, we want to make sure that, you know, don't, don't worry if you can't get your bare feet on the ground, you have heels on, you have shoes on, that's all right. But being outside with your eyes exposed to sun, that first thing in the morning is, is going to mm -hmm. be so beneficial for setting yourself up for a nighttime right. of sleep. I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but this is, it's just new research and it's really kind of how it's been all along. Just people didn't, didn't research it until the past couple of years. And it's truly, truly remarkable what the sun can do in the morning for you. Yeah. And then to kind of carry that on later on in the day, you want to, this is what you're saying, closing the blinds, turning the lights off. The blue light that you see from TV screens, your phone, artificial like fluorescent lights, that light is gonna send almost that same signal to your brain. So when you see, so even if it's like, if it's late in the evening, if you're working, working late or whatever it is, if you're watching TV, if you have artificial lights, hitting your eye, that's going to signal to your brain that it's midday and it's gonna throw off that clock. So you also, it's really, really helpful to have like good quality blue blocking glasses to, uh, we actually even adjust our phones so that they turn red, so that we so that our screen is red. It makes you less likely to want to look at it, but also you don't get that blue, blue light that's gonna signal daytime. So that way you're letting your brain know that it is nighttime, so just keep going with the same rhythm. We don't need to restart the clock, we just need to fall asleep. So obviously it's gonna be harder, like if, if you're working a night shift, if you're really busy, if you have all these things going on, but there's all like wearing glasses, you can wear the you know, blue locking glasses anywhere. Um, they're very, very helpful. And you can kind of just do your best to set yourself up to feel like it is nighttime. And then one other thing that really, that we haven't tried, but something that I'm really interested in as far as circadian rhythm and grounding is what's called grounding sheets or grounding mats that you can put on your bed. And I have heard from people that use these that they work really, really well to help optimize sleep. And there's lots of, let's just call it like anecdotal evidence of people who used to be, well, you know, waking up really, really tired, never getting good sleep to at using these grounding sheets and grounding mats, falling asleep really quickly and waking up with six hours of sleep, feeling energized and ready to go. And a lot of that is that it kind of, in theory, is gonna speed up the process of how your body recharges and cleans itself out and reduces stress and inflammation. So it is something to maybe look into and try if you are only gonna be able to get it, get a, like, you know, six hours of sleep a night or something like that to get some maybe like grounding sheets or grounding mat to help connect yourself to, to nature and to that circadian rhythm and to help optimize your sleep. Yeah, I think yeah, that that's, that's, yeah, that's those lot. are, yeah, we, I think the, the biggest thing is if you can't get eight hours of sleep, don't beat yourself mm -hmm. up, right? Shift your mindset and know that whatever sleep you get, just put it in your mind that it's gonna be the most beneficial for you. That's really, I would say, key. 
Don't ever think that because you're not getting eight hours of sleep that you're not gonna be healthy because those perpetual thoughts, those negative thoughts will bring dis-ease to you. Mm -hmm. So we want to just make sure that, you know, and again, everybody's different, but just, just reframe that, you know, have that momentum mindset of, I can only get six and a half hours, it's gonna be the best. And then it's really optimizing that sleep yeah. that you have, you know, so whether it be trying the grounding, earthing sheets, turning off all electronics, you can even turn off your Wi-Fi if you're yeah. tempted. That's what we do. It does help. It's good for, really good for you. Making sure the bed is really for sleep, making love, and setting that kind of comfort of yeah. relaxation. If you can get morning sunlight, like we were saying, that is imperative for the circadian rhythm. That's that's also great. Yeah, yeah. and then I mean, little thing you say, um, you, you know, like limiting caffeine, yes, and stuff like that. So if you're, the half life of a cup of coffee is 12 hours, which means that after 12 12 hours after drinking a cup of coffee, your body is still acting as if you just had half a cup of coffee. So it really, really does help to not drink coffee late in the day or even late in the morning um if you're gonna have it if you're having coffee in the morning that's fine but know your limits um that's something that can definitely disrupt sleep especially if you're having it late in the day Mm -hmm. and like we said we don't have too much context with the question but if you are working at night and the only time you can sleep is during the day of of Mm -hmm. course we we understand that if you can only sleep for four hours at a time and then you can take an hour or two nap that's all right too. Like within that 24 hours, if you get seven, eight hours of sleep, depending on how you break that up, that's fabulous. You've just got to work it into your schedule. But that's that's kind of. Yeah. I feel like there was one other thing I was gonna say, but I think that that's yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a lot, and I think that if those things should be helpful, if you have more questions, feel free to ask and reach out and. Yeah. We can definitely try to help. We're always here. And to follow us, we'd love for you to follow us. Our, basically all of our social media, whether it be YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, it is all at Momentum Strength Wellness. And as well as our website, which is MomentumStrengthWellness.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully this was helpful.